Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, rolling along. One of the many things I missed is the extraordinary turn of a phrase from our beloved Christine Lisi doing SportsCenter, who managed with a straight face to describe Jim Harbaugh last night when asked about his future as having been resp- his response being coy. <laughs> when he said, when when he was asked about his future, and he said, "My future consists of a happy flight back to Ann Arbor." This was after moments in which Reese Davis asked him questions that he just refused to even acknowledge. He just said some other things entirely <laughs> and then walked away. So to say that he's been coy, in fact, I was so, Christine, I was so taken by your choosing the word coy that I actually looked up quickly the definition in the dictionary of coy. I don't think we have this soundbite on our board, but if you can grab it, Bubba, just let me know the answer to the question when Harbaugh is asked about his future and how he responds. Because I guess coy is the right word to use to describe it. The definition of coy is reluctant to give details, especially about something regarded as sensitive. I guess that's the right way to describe it. Harbo was coy last night. He certainly didn't give any details about his future beyond a flight from Los Angeles back to Detroit. You don't have any doubt whatsoever that next Monday will be his last game at Michigan. Zero. Absolutely zero. Here it was, by the way. Here was his coy response. Uh, There's a lot of interest in your future. I wonder if you can tell me what the chances are that the championship game might be your last one at Michigan. My future consists of a happy flight back to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Can't wait. So, so that's J.J. McCarthy, by the way, his quarterback sitting next to him, cheering for him like it's a political rally. I'm going to lower taxes. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I'm going to fly back to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Just find me an applause line. You know? And look, I'm not criticizing him. You know, anyone who listens to this show knows me. I love Jim. I've known Jim 30 years. I root for him and I like him. But they laughed at that like it's an inappropriate question, as, like, like the question is silly. It's the most obvious question that came up in the entire night, and his response was, right. I, I guess it was coy. I'm going to ask you a question, and you're going to answer it like Jim Harbaugh, okay? Go. Senator, what can you say about the terrible inflation that is occurring right now? The only inflation I'm aware of is in my tires. <laughs> Woo! That's it. I'm blowing up some tires. I got my tires. I got my, I'm putting up my, my, my monster truck, and we're going to go out and do some driving. Are you concerned about the rise in crime rate in the city? Well, you're going to get me fired. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't ask a second good question. I was about to say the only rise I can think of right now, and then I realized I probably shouldn't say that. So let's just, let's just move on to other things. Do I think Harbaugh is leaving? Absolutely, for all of the obvious reasons. The first of them is that I think he is on the verge now of doing what he came there to do. People talk about Michigan like it's something entirely other than what it actually is. Michigan is legendary. It's iconic. It might, there might be more people in America that have graduated from that university than any other. If not, it's got to be damn close. Certainly, I know all of them. may never leave you alone, but that's a whole other thing. But anyway, Michigan is... Because it is so legendary, because Schembechler was so legendary, because the helmets are so legendary, because they've been around since the inception of the sport, people talk about Michigan like their Notre Dame or their Alabama or even Ohio State. They don't have anywhere near the history of winning those other schools do, not even close. So 
Harbaugh wasn't even really trying to resurrect the program. He was trying to erect the program. This is Bo Schembechler won zero national championships. Can I say that again? He won zero. We talk about him like he's Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant won six national championships, and Bo Schembechler won none. But people in Michigan will talk about Schembechler as though he compares to Bear Bryant. That's just not the case. It's not even close. So the point is, Harbaugh came there. He's a Schembechler guy. He's a Michigan man. He is a weirdly loyal, like there's a, Jim is a, he's just an unusual person. To know him is to know that you can't assign normal thoughts to him that you would to others because he's just so different than anyone else you know. But anyway, the point of the story is, um, he has taken something that was not on this level and put it on this level. It's been forever since they were on this level. And so now here they are competing for a national championship. I think he will feel like he did what he set out to do, even in theory if they lose next week, which I don't think they will, but even if they do. He's beaten Ohio State three straight years. He just beat Alabama, who, while Georgia has been better the last couple of seasons, Saban is the, is, is the, is the big tuna, the big kahuna, whatever the term is. So I think he'll feel like he can walk away and say, I did the job I came here to do. So that's the first one. The other ones are obvious, which is to say the NCAA is coming after them like crazy. And he's going to get suspended again forever. There's going to be all this stuff out there. This isn't just me talking. This is what I think is going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. They're not calling me up and saying, hey, Greeny, what should we do and how should we do it? I'm merely saying I think that's what's going to happen here. And I think that is another reason. Because Jim knows that. And I think he's frustrated with all the stuff that has already happened. And he's going to get out. What about that? I think that we have already normalized something in this case, Jim Harbaugh leaving, and we should not. I went through this morning and checked every single coach that has ever won a national championship in college football. Do you know how many of them, after winning the national title, immediately jumped to the NFL? Well, you told me the last coach to not be back after winning the national championship the following year was Tom Osborne. He certainly didn't jump to the NFL. I don't think Pete Carroll won it his last year at USC, so it's not him. How many of them, Jimmy Johnson isn't right, I don't think. Did Jimmy Johnson win the championship and then go immediately? I don't think he did. The answer could be none. The answer is none. We are talking about this like it is normal. It is not. There have been a lot of coaches that have done what they set out to do at a university. He's one game away from winning a national championship. None of them have jumped to the NFL. I understand that, but Hembo, you and I both know that things are so different now. College football has been one thing. It has been one entity. It has been one enterprise for a hundred and whatever. How long has it been playing the sport? 150 years? A little bit more, yeah. Something like that. Let's just use a nice round number. College football was, for 147 of those years, one thing. And now it's something entirely different. So I think all of the rules, all of the norms are going to change. Sure, but Paul Brown did so. Steve uh, Spurrier did so. Dennis Erickson did so. Barry, A lot of people have won national championships in college, and eventually jumped through the NFL. Right. What I'm saying is that with, without the NCAA stuff, 
without the NCAA stuff, we would not be talking about this presumptively. No, you may very well be right. And all the Michigan, but you can't remove the NCAA stuff. But what I'm saying is, Michigan people are preloading the argument like, like you just did by saying, okay, he's, he's going to be here and accomplished all that he intended to, so he's going to leave. No, Jim Harbaugh is looking for the escape hatch. If he leaves, that's the primary reason why. Not because he did what he set out to do. That may be right, but I actually think there is some validity to the other one because I think he lost a Super Bowl in such heartbreaking fashion that I think he wants to get back there and win another. Like, I think that really burns. I don't think that through the history of college football, I don't think that uh, Bear Bryant and, and the other legendary coaches were sitting around going, you know, what I really want to do is win a Super Bowl someday. I think Harbaugh does feel that way. I agree with that. But theoretically, this should be his dream job. He has it. He's one year away from one game away from winning the national championship. He's going to go from that to coach the Raiders, to coach the Chargers, playing in front of 20,000 people? Come on. So, so, okay, so I hear what you're saying. Come on. But let me jump around to the other piece of this, which is um, people talk about the way the NCAA and the Big Ten are coming after him like it isn't a fait accompli that there's going to be something else coming here. Like, it has now become very fashionable to say, oh, this is nothing. See, they won all these games anyway. See, blah, 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 blah. Look, I don't know, and I guess I will never know what the reality of all of it was, what exactly did and didn't happen, and what, if any, impact it had on any games. I don't know that, and I suppose I will never know that. But here's what I know. The University of Michigan and the state of Michigan rose up when the Big Ten said it might suspend Harbaugh late in the season, rose as one and said, this is an outrage. We will not have it. Jim said, I look forward to my day in court. I'm going to be there and we're going to fight this thing. And I just want justice to prevail and the truth to win out. And then Tony Petiti, who is the, the, the commissioner of the Big Ten, showed the people at Michigan what he had. And they all said, okay, forget that. Yeah, no, no. Actually, on second thought, we're not doing any of that. We're going to accept this three-game suspension and hope that this then goes away. So whatever he showed them, I don't know what it is. I'm not sitting here telling you I know what it is. I'm not sitting here telling you I know they did anything wrong or everything wrong. I'm sitting here telling you that's what happened. Those are the sequence of events in the order in which they took place. And if that's going to be the case, then something big is coming. And if that is, that is a perfectly logical reason why the coach might want to get out of Dodge. Sure. So now I'm going to ask you to fast track here. Guess the aftermath. And I'm going to ask you the question that you asked people this morning on the TV show. Will Michigan's title, again, one game away, they're the favorite over Michigan. Would Michigan's title be tainted? There's only, the only way I can, the only way I can answer that question is with a cop-out, which is, it depends on what it is we find out. We're... When Deflategate happened, my general feeling was this was nothing. And this was just absolutely nothing. And Brady got suspended the first four games of the season, and then they won the Super Bowl. That was most certainly not tainted. When this Michigan scandal started, my immediate reaction, you remember it, was this is nothing. Mm-hmm. What's going on here is absolutely nothing. Through the sequence of events that I just described, I came to think it can't be nothing. 
is if it really was just nothing, if it was something that could easily be explained away as nothing, they wouldn't have reacted this way. So it's going to be something. So my answer to your question is, what is that something? Maybe tainted was, was the wrong word. So let me ask you the question this way. The Houston Astros have played in the postseason four times since we found out that they did what they did. Right. Have you watched that team the same way? No. You watch them through a different lens, do you yes. not? Yes. I think that's going to be the way that we watch Michigan and remember Michigan's season. Well, but the difference, I hear what you're saying, but the difference is that two years from now, none of these players will be there anymore. So I don't think this lingers with the program. If Jim Harbaugh goes to the pros and J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corum and all these other guys are off doing whatever they do in their lives, this is college, it's not the end. Like in Major League Baseball, Jose Altuve is still there. Right? I'm talking all- about the legitimacy of the accomplishment. That's, that's what not, I'm what I, that's not how I. That's not how I interpreted your I'm question. I'm talking about the legitimacy of their season, the legitimacy of their run. Let me ask you a question as a person who knows baseball about as well as anyone I know. Did the Astros win because they cheated? Yes, which is to say they would not have won the World Series that year without it. Okay, so that becomes the answer. Will whatever it is we find out lead me to think, this is just me as the judge and jury, lead me to think they won because of it. And that will answer your question. Okay. If, if I think they won because of it, then yes, of course it will change the way you remember it. If I think it was just something they shouldn't have done, but they won it any, they would have won anyway, or something like that, mm-hmm. then I don't think okay. it'll, it'll impact that. Fair enough. And, and time goes by. Like for a long time, like all the cheating scandals connected to Belichick and the Patriots felt like a big deal. They don't anymore. Right? No one talks about that. When we talk about Bill and Brady winning six championships together, we never talk about Spygate. Never. It doesn't come up. Why? Because I don't think any of us thinks that's the reason that they won. And so that, I think that's the better answer, too. Rick Pitino is still coaching, asking. for God's sake. <laughs> that's, so we've got all of that and different things. All right, so so many different things happened while I was gone that I didn't get a chance to react to them. And let these guys bring up a few of them, and we'll go through them in a few minutes. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career that you will love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. We will go through it next happy new on espn radio for the ones who get it done granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call clickgranger.com or just stop by passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful 
for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. In 30 seconds, we'll check in on a few of the things that have happened whilst I was off doing other things and comment on them all in great detail. This after spending so far all of the show talking about two unbelievable games last night. Right now from Vivid Seats, check off that New Year's bucket list with tickets from Vivid Seats, your home for every tackle, slap shot, and slam dunk. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards you earn with every purchase. From tip-off to final buzzer, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the 2024 games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. All right, so um, I see this on my screen here, and so Cam typed this in. It's not just the NFC East on the line Sunday at 425. If the Cowboys win against Washington this weekend, Greeny has to send Bubba to the playoff game in Dallas. He still owes him from winning in 2021. And this is the original sound. We're going to make a deal on the show with the hashtag crew. Whoever's team, because I got three NFC East fans in here. Hembo's a fan of the Eagles. Devin and Nuno are fans of the Giants. And Bubba is a fan of the Cowboys. Whichever of your teams host a playoff game next, I will send you to the game. Okay, so I said that in 2021. Now let the record show a couple of things. One, Devin and Nuno are gone. (laughs) We don't have Devin. Not like gone, gone. Well, actually, I haven't looked into either of them. So they are both alive. They are both alive. Have we confirmed that? Well, Devin, we have Devin has COVID though. Yeah, Devin has called out sick with COVID. So hopefully he makes it. He may not get through the week, (laughs) but that's a whole other thing. We wish nothing but the best for Devin. Nuno? Nuno is in the building today. Okay, so we've seen. I can see him with my eyes right now. So we think he's okay. So uh, he's never okay, but, but he here's is alive. the problem. We went. We said that in 2021, right? Well, since that happened, the Eagles have hosted two playoff games. Yeah, and we didn't send Hembo to my recollection. Uh, I was not at either of yeah, those games, right? You did well, what not. Is that, what does this have to do with Hembo? I won. No, we said in 2021. I said whichever one of your teams hosts a playoff game next, I will send you. Right. And what I'm saying is, Hembo's teams have hosted two playoff games since then. But the Cowboys hosted first no they didn't <laughs> yeah in 2021 the cowboys hosted the they they won oh the- because of the because it was a wild card <laughs> playoff game and the eagles had a bye that doesn't count that doesn't work that way he got he won as far as last year is concerned no in 2021 right. the cowboys won the nfc east and len lost to the 49ers yeah they they hosted one first 
Oh, so this I is, won. This is not last season. It's two seasons ago. Yeah, so why did you go to that game? So why hasn't this come up since then? Why are you just bringing this up now? It came up last year, and and then the Cowboys were weren't good enough. But what happened? This is what happened. You unprompted for some unknown reason said this on the air on March 9th, twenty twenty one. You just said this on your own. We were like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, you said that the Cowboys went on to win the division. They won the NFC East 2021. At that point, it was still mid pandemic. And I said to you, I'm, I'm not going to fly. There's too much going on. I'm not going to fly to Texas right now. We're not going to do that. People were still calling out of work. It was kind of a mess. So I didn't want to fly to Texas at that point. So I said, I'm going to hold off and I'll save it for another year. At that point, he got an IOU. 2022 happened, and I said, if they get the next year, I'll go. I brought it up at the start of last year. <laughs> I did bring it up last year at the start of the season. However, the Cowboys did not win, did not win the NFC East, so they did not have a home playoff game. They, they went to Tampa, and then they— And uh, since that point, Hembo did have two home playoff games. That gets thrown into the mix here. So what, what is clear is that I have to send someone to a playoff game, and I'm more than happy to do it. If I offer to do something, I'm going to do it. So the question is, who gets sent to the playoff game? It, Cam, I'm going to let you adjudicate here because you were not involved in this discussion. Well, then. neither was Hembo. So yeah. I, I don't, I don't, and I also turned down your offer to send me to a Phillies-Diamondbacks game. So That's true because you were going to some place. What was it called again? Yeah, Chicago Sam's with Eric. Chicago Sam's. Honest and- question. Why did you guys bring this up the day after the best day in the history of college football? Without any details that you remember. Because Bub- you Bubba any, now... I just, I just explained the entire thing. Yeah, that, any. The Cowboys now have a, a, a great chance to get There's the division. There's been three home playoff games by our teams, and we're still in the middle of a pandemic. I, what, what, the, what, what are we not understanding here? I won the bet, and since then, the Cowboys had one playoff game. I told Greeny, hey, I'm not going to go. There's a, pand- a global pandemic January happened. January of 2022? In that year, yes. In the, the 2021 season, things were still going. I actually had COVID then. Yeah. <laughs> that is when uh, Omicron or Omicron. That was two years after the bat. it was That's... called, it happened. No, no, but that, that was certainly. I remember the variant. Out of work left I remember right. the variant. Okay. I said, I'm not going to fly. I don't, you know, don't want to fly. I don't want to miss all that stuff. And you said, all right, cool. We'll put on hold. I literally started the NFL season last year. And I said, hey, Greeny, don't forget, we have this bet. If the Cowboys win, you, you got to send me to a playoff game. And then they did not win. So I bring it up again now. I, I, I it's pretty cut and dry. I don't this know, is a stretch. Hembo saying stretch. I don't understand. What, Greeny unprompted threw it out there. Whoever whoever Who cares that it was prompted. Hembo saying, I remember the variant. <laughs> it's an extremely <laughs> funny thing. I don't know. What they oh, I remember the variant. This again coming off of me saying I want to try and keep the show on the tracks. <laughs> And we have not mentioned one of the things that we planned to. We've been in this segment for seven minutes. And the only thing we got right was the commercial read, which does go to show you, come heck or high water, no one gets in the read like Greeny. Like if there's one thing for which I'm in all these halls of fame, it is it, literally anything could be happening. I'm going to get the read in, and that is my promise to Bubba, you. Bubba, all you have to do is text Greeny at any point in the last week or two. Okay, or- I'm going to send him to a. But can I just ask well, one other question? I don't, well, I don't understand. What, we weren't on the air. We're, I don't know how to explain this. Is our first show back radio. after the ca- unbelievable Cowboys game? I don't understand what your the question is. Something else weird is happening. Are we blue? Like I'm, I look over at our monitors and and. We all look blue, like, I mean, thoroughly blue. <laughs> Hembo's going to take a picture of him and post it so we can see. I don't know if it's 
just in here. No, so it's, <laughs> it's just in there. I'm looking on our t- on ESPN I mean, app right we now. Are blue. Yeah. Oh, you are no so blue on blue. our TVs. I am. I love to see this because I am a Smurf. I don't know any other way to put it. You're in the Blue Man Group. I am. I am a member of the Blue Man Group. What are those things called in Charlie's Chocolate Factory? Oompa Loompas. Oompa Loompas. Yeah, you look like an Oompa Loompa that lost some weight. I look like, yes, I look like a, I look like a third of an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> so anyway, okay, so we'll move on from that. One way or another, we're blue, and that's uh, we're just going to have to pretend <laughs> Wait, so that's not happening. Wait, so we need confirmation yeah. that, yeah. you know, if the Cowboys, because they could still lose the division, but yeah. if the Cowboys get this division, you're sending Bubba yes, to Dallas. Just to get 100%. this over with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. All right, two, two tickets to Dallas. So if the Cowboys two. lose this Wait, weekend. Who said two tickets? Well, I'm not going to go by myself. Who are you going to go with? I'll you don't have a dad. significant other. Who are you going with? bring my dad. He's going to bring Eric. I do like it if you bring in your dad. Who the hell is Eric? It's just Cam's made-up friend. Oh, that's right. Cam has a friend or claims to have a friend named Eric. All right, this is – look how sidetracked. I swore to myself that in 2024 I'm going to keep this show moving. This is not just a me issue. This is a we issue. I'm sorry. And I have one more question. The because fact that it's happening while we're blue is really weird <laughs> to me. Go ahead. There is a chance that the Cowboys don't get the division. So if right. they lose and the I mean, Eagles I agree win with that 100%. and get the division, then who goes? Then I think then Hembo I'm, and Cam go. Four tickets. No, that's two tickets. You are the two. I of you. still won the bet. I don't know. There's no one. I'm going. I want to take my dad to the game. No, I'm no. going whenever there's the next Cowboys home playoff All right, game. But if the Eagles get the division this week for whatever reason, and then it goes 11 years before the Cowboys next host a playoff game, you're going to send Bubba in like <laughs> that, 20, 2035? That's what Here's it has what to be. Say. Yeah. If the Eagles win the division, then Hembo will take Bubba's dad to the game. <laughs> So I feel bad that Bubba's dad doesn't get to go. Okay, no, that is a deal. I will do. I will do everything in my power to get. Well, you can always get tickets. So I'll get you tickets. You get a flight and all that kind of stuff, and and and, and hotels, and I will reimburse you for them, and I will send you and your father to this game. How do you like that? That works for me. How now like I'm, I wish we just did that ten minutes. I'm, now ago. they're going to lose to Washington. I mean, I, I'm still terrified of this. I mean, the Cowboys in the week, whatever you want to say, seventeen, eighteen. They do not have a good track record. I've been to games at the Meadowlands where they've lost. I mean, when the when the the season is on the line in the last week. They have a very bad track record, plus they're on the road in Washington. I do not feel good, but let's go Cowboys. I don't think on the road in Washington is making the point you think they're it's making. They're trying to lose. They're doing everything they can to I mean, lose. I agree. Yes, Washington's very bad, they're t- but still, we're just talking about... <sighs> Washington was playing the Jets a couple of weeks ago and got themselves in a position where they almost won. That was and a they bad game. Panicked. Yeah, that, that was, they <laughs> they looked terrible. They I, looked I, mean, I agree. The Cowboys should win by 50. Yeah, for they sure, lost but, to okay. Sam Howell last year. So let's get now to the bottom line. Which is to say, let's go back to something we intended to talk about here. Sure. So now that we have taken that little detour and we remain blue, I would like to start with Hembo. There are so many things that happened in the last week since last I was here, and I have not had a chance to react to them. Which of them would you like to ask me about? I would like to ask you about my beloved Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know if you had the, the privilege of watching that game against Arizona. Oh, I did. That's the one that was on. Remember I told you they're not easy to find? Mm-hmm. You get one game in Anguilla, that's the game that so was on. So we led get up on Monday with that game and all the Eagles doomsday stuff. Is there any path? Is there any path for my Eagles to get back to the Super Bowl after what you've seen the last month? This year? Yeah. No. No. They're not good. And my favorite thing is their season fell apart at the exact moment that you said, take it to the bank. The Cowboys are the fraud because of the schedule they've played. The Eagles are the legit because of the schedule they've played. And I believe since you tweeted that, they've not won a game. They, uh, they beat the Giants. 
Uh, they barely beat the Giants. Correct. And so, I mean, I, once again, not making the point you think you're making. No, I think they're fraudulent. The Eagles are a fraud. And, and it's their defense first and foremost, right? Their defense is awful. And it is obviously not just the coordinator because they made a coordinator change and that didn't seem to do anything. They're too good to say they can't win a game in the playoffs. But what's unless Bubba's worst nightmare comes true, the Eagles are going to have to open on the road and then they're going to have to go play someplace I don't see them winning. So, well, hold on, let me say that again. Mm. Because I've been aware, let me make sure I have everything right. The 49ers are the one seed no matter what. The winner of the NFC East is the two seed no matter what. And the Lions are the three seed no matter what. Do I have that right? I don't think that those are all exactly locked in, but I think we can assume those safely, like excluding ties and random stuff. Okay, so, so let's live in a world where that's going to happen. The Eagles would then be the five seed, and they would go play either at Tampa or at New Orleans. Yeah, Tampa's the likeliest team to play. I certainly think they, I think they would be favored in that game. So I have to, don't you think right now, as badly as they've played, Eagles at Tampa, that the Eagles would be favored yeah, in that game? Yeah, Eagles minus two and a half. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Something three and like a half. That. So, so whatever that is, I, I believe the Eagles win that game. Then where do they go? If, if they're the five, they don't they would go wind to up San going Francis- to San Francisco. They would go to San Francisco unless the Rams beat the Lions. I see. Then, then because they, they reseed the lowest, the lowest that's right, would play that's in right, San Francisco. So it's the reseeding thing. So. so the bottom line of it is everyone's got to stay out of San Francisco. There's only one team I could see winning in San Francisco, and that's Detroit. Hmm. The, the, I could see the Lions doing something there because I think they can match the physicality of the 49ers. The, the, what the 49ers did to the Cowboys and the Eagles this year I don't think was a fluke. I think styles make fights, and those styles don't line up. I, I could see the Lions having a puncher's chance. That, how bad is the McCaffrey injury, by the way? It, it, not bad. Not bad. So, so assuming he's fine and they're fine, then I think the 49ers go into this postseason about as prohibitive a favorite to come out of the NFC as we've seen in a while. I don't see Philly going in there and winning. Could I see them going into Dallas and winning? Could I see them going into Detroit and winning? Yeah. Do I expect it? No. I wouldn't bet on it, but I don't think that's impossible. But based upon what? I mean, this has been, this is the worst defense in the NFL over the last, like in the month of December, there was no unit in the NFL that was worse. How did that happen? You tell me. You watch every snap. I don't. What the hell happened to that? I have, honestly, I have no idea. It's been maddening to watch. Cam, I don't know if you feel this way, but Sunday was the first time in three years that I questioned the competency of the head coach. Yeah. So Nick Sirianni doesn't call the plays and makes it known that he does not call the plays, right? The Eagles made a, what now appears to be sort of a chaotic move midseason by replacing their defensive coordinator, which is unprecedented for a 10-win team. And you have a team with zero identity and a decaying culture. To whom are we attributing that? Well, certainly the coach has to take some of it. Now, this is the same guy who I thought did a masterful job of handling each of the last two seasons. The initial transition to Jalen Hurts and the way that was handled, mm-hmm. and then all of last year. So, and, and then, look, I think a lot of teams, there, there were two factors working heavily against him. One, they got cherry-picked, which good, good teams tend to. He lost both his coordinators last year. That's going to be an adjustment. That's going to be difficult. They lost a bunch of good players, um, and, and that, is, um, that is also a factor. The other piece of this is the post-Super Bowl hangover, 
Go find me how many teams lose the Super Bowl and then come back the following year. It almost never happens. It's not unprecedented, but it almost never happens. And then I would also say last year was a year in which, and maybe this one doesn't argue on the coach's side, last year was one of those years where everything goes right. Like, I remember the year that Notre Dame, when Mike's kids played in the national championship game, that crazy run they had was unexpected. They won all their games. I remember the phrase that we were using was, sometimes you don't pick the year, the year picks you. Mm. Like, everything just kind of goes your way. And that's what happened, I thought, to the Eagles last year. They never got hurt. Everyone they dealt with got hurt. I know they knocked the quarterbacks out for San Francisco, but they wound up in an NFC championship game against a team that I still think might have been better than them, playing against a team whose quarterback might just as well have been me. So that, that's not a criticism. It is a, a signal that like everything went their way. So now, as things start to not all go your way, the result is this, a team that doesn't look nearly as good. But the mark of a good coach is not, can you hum when things are going your way? Like It's really easy... To, to be the bully in school when you're the biggest and the strongest and the fastest. There will come a time where other, cl- uh, other kids in your class will get big and strong and fast. And the Eagles are only good at being the bully, right? And what we have seen is that they don't have a plan B, right? So the head coach's job, create an identity. Last year, it was clear and obvious what that identity was. They mauled people on their offensive line in the run game. They created massive, big plays down the field in the passing game. And they had the best pass rush in the NFL. If you ask the Eagles right now, what is our identity? They're pretty good at the tush push, right. but there is no other thing. I don't What's think going the, on with AJ Brown? He's just disgruntled as heck. He got one target, one target in the second half of that game on Sunday. Yeah. He has made it very clear. He's not happy with his role on the team, but I'm not so sure it's a, a cultural issue. Like, I don't think the players don't believe in themselves. I just don't think that they know what to believe. And that's something to which I attribute the coach. You, I, Cam, are you down on Sirianni? Uh, not as much as the angry Philly mob is, but there are <laughs> certainly more questions uh, than answers right now. And Bubba, are you up on Mike McCarthy? I've never seen a coach get more criticism after his team wins a game than McCarthy got on, was that Saturday night? Yeah. I lose yeah, track Saturday, of days. Yeah. Saturday Deservedly night against so. Detroit. Well, I mean, no, because basically I have the same feelings about McCarthy. Honestly, I'm more upset with Dan Quinn because, and this is, I said this like 12 weeks ago when I said if they if they don't if they don't at least reach, reach the championship game, I would reset everyone. And this is the frustrations I've had with Dan Quinn because it was the last the last two weeks. I don't I don't know what they're doing when they give up these drives at the end of the game. I don't understand his strategy. To me, at this point, I'm throwing out there overrated coordinator. I don't understand. Oh. You know, he he just come they. I don't. I'm not seeing it. I don't. I don't get it. Where, yeah, they have these impressive games against bad teams, and then I don't know when push comes to sub. What What is Dan Quinn doing that's going to get them over the top? There's too many frustrating examples for me with Dan Quinn. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just getting more and more frustrated with what he's doing, and they're in key, key, key moments. He seems to have very questionable moments. The, la- the end of the Dolphins game, they just drove right down the field. The end of the Lions game, they just drove right down the field. I don't understand why they let it happen both times. And I'm getting more frustrated with him than McCarthy just making the same clock management things that happens all the time. I, I just Right now, Dan Quinn's going to cost in the playoffs, not McCarthy. 
Okay. Uh, as so let it be written, so let it be done. We hear the frustrations of Bubba and Cam and Hembo. Uh, mine are just sort of a given. <laughs> While I was away, again, the worst thing that happened to me was that that game was on Amazon, so I could watch it. It would have been so much better for me if that game last Thursday night had been unavailable in my viewing area, as most of them are. Coming up next, I need your help. I need you to explain to me how I should react to something that happened while I was away. And you'll hear what it is right after this on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. It's fun to be back. I enjoyed my vacation. We'll talk a little bit about that tomorrow. Again, if you didn't see what happened, which I'm going to talk to some of the PR people about today, well, I had a crazy thing happen to me while I was down in Anguilla, and I have evidence of it on my Twitter and Instagram feeds. So if you want to jump on and take a look, you can see them. They're both at ESPN Greeny, Greeny with a Y, Twitter and Instagram. Jump on and we can chat anytime, even when I'm not here. Now, having said all of that, Hembo, I'll start with you. I need some help. I need to make up my own mind how I should feel about slash how I should react to what happened to Florida State the other night. So anyone who listened to me knows, and I believe I remain firmly of the opinion that Florida State got screwed, royally screwed, by a committee that should not exist and absolutely deserved based upon their season to be in one of last night's games. And that the objective of the committee should not be to try and put together the two best games, which they obviously did, but it should be to reward the most deserving teams. I will never change my opinion on that. However, I, it was impossible to ignore the fact that Florida State got so dominated, so manhandled, by Georgia, that it had to contribute. So here's what I'm asking you. That wasn't a 
a normal game, to be clear. Georgia had a lot of motivation. This was a group of kids who played all these years. They had won back-to-back championships. They didn't want to go out on consecutive losses. There was, some pr- there was pride involved in that game that clearly didn't exist for Florida State. While I'm sure the Georgia kids were disappointed not to be in the playoff, it certainly was not the way it was for the Florida State kids who basically were told the results of the games don't matter anyway. And then, oh, by the way, none of them played, right? They, were, they, they played without their two leading receivers and running backs and this and that and the other, right? Like a dozen-plus starters. Like a dozen-plus starters. And then they lost, was it 63-3? to So, like, how should I take that into this? Like, is there anything about that that should change my opinion, should change what I felt at the time and how I will react to these kinds of things going forward? I can't make up my own mind. Um, I think those who are making that argument now are just playing the outcomes. What happens after a decision does not legitimize or delegitimize the decision itself. It would be like saying so-and-so should not have won MVP of the regular season when they went on to have a bad postseason, which you disingenuously hear people say all the time. These are two separate things. No, I hear what you're saying, but let me, cha- let me disagree with that premise. Because no matter what happens in the playoffs, MVP is a regular season award. And this, what we're talking about here is a group of people whose charge is to put together the four best teams. And so if people were telling you at the time, that's not one of the four best teams, does this beating that they took legitimize that? Nothing will change my belief that it should not be based on best teams. It should be based on uh, most deserving. But should these people who are now all crowing in my mentions and everywhere else, see, Greeny, there's Florida State, that's why, that's why, that's why. Is that right? Is that why? Were they really not nearly as good as the other four teams, or in this case, five teams? Or is the, did they lose 63-3 to because, at least in part, because they had been excluded from the party? You're playing a football game tomorrow. I'm giving you the option of having Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback or Brock Purdy. Whom would you take? Well, I would take Mahomes. Well, Brock Purdy's going to finish second in the MVP this year behind Lamar Jackson, ahead of Patrick Mahomes. This is the argument that I'm making. What you're doing, what the committee should have done, should be doing, is rewarding might not be the right word, but acknowledging regular season performance. Florida State won all their games and thus deserved to be in the playoffs. There was no cogent argument that they were one of the four best teams, and you didn't make that argument. What I'm saying is that nothing that happens after the fact matters at all when you deal with the facts that were made available to us at the time of the decision. Well, but, but yes, but one of the things that I was saying is that one of the reasons that we cannot make decisions based on what we expect the outcome to be is because no one ever knows what the outcome is going to be. Like last year, TCU beat Michigan and then lost by 100 to Georgia. Is that because Georgia was 100 points better than Michigan? Obviously not. Weird things happen in games. And certainly, had they been playing in one of last night's games, most, if not all, of those players who opted to sit out would have played, right? I mean, right, for sure. They would have played. Mm-hmm. But 63 to 3 is 63 to 3. I mean, it's not, it shook me, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But what difference does it make? I mean, you said the day it happened that nothing that happens in the postseason changes my opinion or should. Right. The, the, the margin. But I wasn't of, expecting 63 to 3. It's an exhibition game. 
the F- Florida State told you it doesn't matter. We don't care. It was, it, was a, it was no more meaningful to them than a preseason tune-up or a spring game. That's what they decided. But it had to be at least a little more meaningful. It wasn't as meaningful to the people who chose not to play, obviously. And I totally do not misinterpret that to think that Greeny is criticizing these kids for not playing. I'm totally on their side. But what I'm saying is a preseason tune-up is one thing, and trying to show to at least some degree that you belonged and deserved something you felt was taken from you, Mm -hmm. like you would think that there would be a level of pride involved in how you played in that game to sort of stick it to the world. Like before the game started, they were saying, hey, we could still be the national champs if Michigan and Washington lose. And then after the game, they had lost 63-3. to But my biggest takeaway was not that. My biggest takeaway was that (laughs) Georgia's the best team in the country. Like Georgia, if we're actually doing the four best thing, Georgia's better than Texas. Is Georgia the best team in the country? Having seen everything we've seen to this point, there's one game remaining. Bubba, is Georgia the best team in the country? Yes. Ahead of Michigan. I they mean, would it's be hard for me to make the argument against Michigan. Over any team in America on a neutral field. Including Michigan. Including Michigan. Including Alabama, who just beat them on a neutral Including field. Alabama. Including Washington, who's playing for the title. Georgia's the best team. They have the best players, but they didn't put them in because they lost the game. Right. They, 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 they had their chance, and they, they had their chance to earn it on the field, and they didn't. So in that it. case, like, you know, they didn't, you know, they, they went for most deserving in the case of, you know, Texas and undefeated Washington. So they, again, like, had their cake and ate it too with some sort of, like, unbalanced logic. Well, and Washington then won, mm-hmm. right? And they had, Just like TCU beat, I mean, TCU beat Michigan last year, and then they got thumped by Georgia. Right. I don't expect Michigan, Washington to get thumped by Michigan. I don't either. All right, well, one way or another, it's just an interesting discussion because that was such an enormous topic when it happened and for the culmination of it all to whatever degree, the denouement of it all, to be these two games being absolute classics and Florida State losing 63-3, to if anything was going to shake my foundational thinking, I suppose it would be that combination. One way or another, it's good to be home. See you tomorrow, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.